Now hiring bookworms like Courtney, a crew member at the Batesville McDonald's. McDonald's is great to college students because they actually offer tuition assistance. They've basically paid for what student loans couldn't cover. We're hiring people like Courtney who are passionate about what they do. Our benefits include tuition assistance, flexible hours, paid time off, free employee meals, and more. At McDonald's, the crew is the special sauce. Join us. Apply now at McDonald'sHiresOhio.com. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. All right, all right. What's up, y'all? Y'all know who it is. It's your girl, Ash. I know y'all are like, where have you been? You were supposed to come back on XYZ date. But y'all, y'all just have to bear with me. Like, I don't know. I be here, but I really just be out of it. But I'm here. I'm back. I'm live right now. Um, So what's good? So y'all already know before I get started, y'all already know I have to do my mental health check-in. So before I even jump into tonight's conversation, y'all already know. Let me go ahead and drop this clip for y'all. You know, I don't know who this video is for, man. But it's like 4 a.m. in the morning, May 10th. And uh, my heart is heavy. Because I know there's somebody out there that is ready to end their life. That's already made up in their mind that they're not going to fight no more. They're tired of fighting. You know, they don't have no more strength to find because they've already gave all their strength. They don't even have the strength to turn the page. They don't have the strength to, to see tomorrow. They made up in their mind that their life is over. And maybe they logged on to Facebook. Maybe you logged on to Facebook and, and looking for a sign. Maybe you logged on to say your goodbyes and you came across this video. So I just want to tell you, man, that don't let those thoughts that are trying to kill you, kill you. Those thoughts that telling you life is over, those thoughts that telling you you're not enough, those thoughts that tell you t things won't get better, those thoughts that tell you that you are your mistakes, those thoughts that tell you that you are your past, those thoughts that tell you that you're worthless, don't let those thoughts kill you. They're lying to you because you're more than that. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than what you're going through. You do have purpose. You are awesome. You are talented. You are beautiful. You are special despite what you've been going through. So you make up in your mind right now. Okay, you don't have to have a, a whole plan out for the rest of your life. You make up, but you make up in your mind right now that you're gonna fight with faith tonight. You make up in your mind right now that you're gonna survive tonight. Whatever it takes. I pray that you have a peace in your mind that floods your mind. Like never before. To let you know. Despite everything that you're going through, the storms that you're going through, the flood that's flooding your life with pain right now. I pray that peace tells you that everything is going to be okay. I pray that you find the strength inside of your weakest moment right now that lets you know that everything is going to be okay. So you put down that gun, you put down that drug, those pills, 
you put it down, man. Because there's more to your life than what you're currently going through. And you'll never understand it if you quit right now. But I promise you, if you fight with faith, you fight with prayer, eventually you'll realize everything that you went through had a purpose. Everything that you went through had a purpose. Life will get better. But if you're in your life, you prevent it from getting better. All right. Hey, y'all. Y'all already know mental health is, is, is so very important and very imperative for me to continue to speak about. So y'all know every time I start a show, y'all know I always play that video because this could potentially be helping somebody that's in that deep, dark place. So before I even jump into tonight's conversation, I need everyone drop your comments. Let me know how you feel mentally. Today is Wednesday. It's hump day. We're halfway through the week. How's your week been going? What are you looking forward to for the weekend? Drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all feeling. But I'm happy to be back in front of the camera. I missed y'all. Y'all bear with me. Y'all know my little light and everything all in my glasses. But so as I'm waiting on the comments to roll in, I do want to um, take a moment of silence for a young man who lost his life today. Um, 36-year-old rapper, Young Dolph. Um, was killed today in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, he was actually coming out of a cookie shop, um, from what I hear. I'm not very familiar with his music, um, but when I heard about it, for those that don't know, here is Young Dolph. Um, like I said, he was murdered today um, in Memphis, Tennessee, 36 years old, father of two, and a husband. He was coming out of a cookie shop that he frequent every time he came home, and he was actually in town for a turkey drive for next week, I believe, or this upcoming weekend. So um, I really want to take a moment of silence and, and send an abundance of love and prayers to this young man's family. Um, you have a wife without a husband. You have children without a father. You have a mother without a son. And, you know, his fans again. So let's take a moment of silence um, and remember young Dolph. Yeah, so taking so soon, young life, you know, I say that I'm so tired of seeing black men and black women, black boys and black girls murdered. I'm so tired. I'm tired of the hashtags. So we have to figure out what we need to do as a community. We got to try to squash all of this. So y'all drop in the comments. So anyhow, let me go ahead and jump into tonight's conversation so this is what we talking about tonight like i say we talking about mental illness but i want to talk about being black what a mental illness will get you killed a lot of people are not ready for the conversation but y'all know i am a mental health advocate um so you know i push i push i push i push i push um so again tonight's conversation we're talking about being black what a mental illness will get you killed um let me get the comments. So let me remove this banner because I want to post the comments. I want everyone to see what everybody's seeing. So thank you, Maine. He said, I just heard you on Clubhouse. I'm here for your enlightenment, my sister. Thank you, sweetie. I absolutely 
Appreciate it. Um, he also says his birthday is tomorrow. He'll be 32. Happy early birthday, sweetheart. Um, he said, I've been finding my peace, but I tell myself the wrong thing sometimes. A few battles ahead. I'm trying to stay strong. Let me say this to you, man. You take it one day at a time. You get what I'm saying? You allow yourself the grace um, to make mistakes and know that just because you make one mistake doesn't mean you have failed altogether. Absolutely. And rest in peace to young Dolph. Hey, Mama Coco. Miss Coco says her godson was killed on the west side of Chicago last night. She's just lost for words. I give all praises to God for giving me the strength to make it through today. Let me tell you something. God never brings us anywhere to leave us. One of the things that I've had to learn in, in death is never to question the things that God does. So to you, Mama Coco, I love you so much. My prayers and my condolences, not only to you, um, but to your the family of your godson and his friends. Um, but just pray for peace. I, I pray that God keeps you covered. The family is covered. And just, you know, you guys take it one day at a time. I really, really, really love you, Mama Coco. And I'm very proud of your movement and everything that you do. Mama Coco Maine um, says your con his condolences to your guy's son. And then I see my girl, Sierra. You're so welcome, baby. She said, this is sweet. And thank you for hosting this live. It's very inspirational. You know, Sierra, this is what I do. I do this because this becomes my safe space. You get what I'm saying? This is this is the time where I'm actually able to get in front of the camera and I can express to you guys what's been going on with me, how I've been feeling. You get to see me. You don't just get to hear the voice, but you get you get to laugh with me. You get to cry with me. You get to joke with me. You get to yell with me. You get to um scream whatever it is. I allowed it. I created I created this safe space for us to be able to do this. Um so yes, ma'am. Um, Miss Sierra says this helps my confidence with wanting to start a YouTube live to speak out. I think it's important for the youth to spread positive messages. I appreciate you for paying attention. Exo, exo. Um, I say to Sierra, jump out and do it. Let me say this. I when I first started doing my podcast, I only had maybe three or four people that would tune in. Then it, you know, it grew to five people. Then it was like 10 people. Then it was like 20 people, you know. It's not where you start, like Miss Sharon just said. It's where you finish. So you have to start somewhere. Um, maybe start doing Facebook Live before you upgrade and go to YouTube Live. You just have to find somewhere to start and find a place and a spot that's comfortable for you. Um, me, I love being in front of the camera, so it's not really difficult for me to um, get on here and talk. It, it's not hard for me to do that. So I just jumped out and I did it. I, I started Facebook Live. And I was like, you know what? I could do this. And then I upgraded to YouTube and I'm on all the streaming platforms also. So go ahead and go, girl. You got it. You got it. You got it. I promise you. And then if you need any help, you know, I'm, 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 you know where I'm at. Just hit me up and I'll help you. Anything you need me to do, I got you. And that's from the heart. That's genuine. That's no, no cap, no none of that. Anybody that knows me, you know, I'm always down to help somebody. So Y'all keep letting me know how y'all are feeling. So jumping into tonight's conversation, be before I even go that route, I want to first recognize 
a young lady that is very imperative when I say we speak on mental illness, especially in the black community. Um, the suicide rate has been so high in the black community and we don't address it. We don't talk about it. So we have to figure out ways to remove the stigma when it comes to mental health and getting help. So I want to talk about first Miss Isabella Tishner. I'm not sure if anybody is very familiar with this baby girl. I'm going to try not to get emotional as I speak on this, this baby. This beautiful 10-year-old little girl who was autistic was bullied and she committed suicide. 10 years old. 10 years old. And this baby's life is over. For bullying. And like the mother said, this baby must have really internalized this. At eight years old. What do you know about telling somebody they stink? Ten years old, this baby was tired. And she hung herself. Her mother found her hanging. So I say that to say, y'all need to start taking mental illness very seriously. With everything that's been going on in the world, you have no idea or a clue how people's mental state is. So for these people, these students, the teachers, the superintendent, the, the, the whole overall school district did nothing to stop the bullying. And this baby hung herself, 10 years old. So I want to send an abundance of love and prayers to the family of Miss Isabella Tishner. And y'all know we need to start taking mental health very seriously. Y'all know I stress it. Y'all know I advocate for it. Because I'm a person myself that suffers from depression and anxiety. Y'all know I'm very transparent. Y'all know I share my story. So I say that to say, if you or anybody you know is in a dark place, don't be afraid to reach out and get some help because black mental health does matter. We do as a community have to remove the stigma around that, that surrounds that. We have to remove that. My brother, let's get it, GA. I support, oh, I love you too, baby. And it's good, good, good to see you. I'm so happy to see you. I missed you so much. Even though you know I'm not a Georgia fan, I still tune into your channel on YouTube. And I'm very proud of you, too. So, Maine says, Lord have mercy. This is hard. Absolutely, Maine. You know, like I say, when it comes to mental health, people sweep it over the under the rug. People don't want to talk about it. And that's because we've been conditioned not to talk about it. We've been conditioned not to go get help. We've been conditioned to just pray it away. And don't get me wrong. I believe in God. I read my Bible. But sometimes prayer is just not enough. Sometimes you need that unbiased person to help you through. You get what I'm saying? So it's okay to talk to somebody. Just because you are depressed or you're going through PTSD, bipolar, doesn't mean you're crazy. You get what I'm saying? So I want people to know if you suffer from mental illness, it does not mean you're crazy. There is help and there's resources out there for us in the community. 
So anybody that's going through anything, I love you, baby. And just please allow yourself the grace to push through. And just know that the light is at the end of the tunnel and you will get to it. I promise you. I'm a witness. I'm a testimony. Y'all know I, I get so emotional, but y'all know I've been in those dark places. I've been in those dark spots. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to feel alone and feel like you don't have anybody. But I want you to know there's help out there. Don't let what anybody tell you take care of you. And that's all I can say, take care of you. Take care of you. Self-care is always important. If you feel like something is not conducive to your energy, take a step back. You don't owe anybody an explanation when you decide to take care of you. So I want y'all to know that I love y'all so much. Like I say, y'all know I go and I advocate for mental health. You get what I'm saying? So we as a people, we've got to remove the stigma. We've got to remove the stigma around it. Oh God, I love y'all so, so, so much. Hey, John, thank you for tuning in and thank you for subscribing to Black Girl Interrupted. And he's giving me the prayers, the prayers. And my cousin, don't cry. Oh, cousin, I love you so much, but you know how I am when it comes to mental health. You know I rally and I advocate. Whew. Y'all keep dropping in the comments. Let me know how y'all are doing. So let me go ahead and jump into tonight's conversation. Being black with a mental illness will get you killed. Why did I choose this topic for tonight? Because mental health, mental illness is not talked about enough. And it's only recognized one month out of the year. And mental illness is a 365 illness. It's not something that just goes away overnight. So I came across two stories. A young man here in Houston, 19 years old, his name is Fred Harris, who suffered from mental illness, who was uh, put in jail for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. His baby was 19 years old. 96 pounds and ended up dead. He was beat and beaten and stabbed by a fellow inmate. <sighs> Y'all, let me let's let's take a moment. See this baby's name, Fred Harris. I just don't understand how this baby, 19 years old, with mental illness, was put in gin pop in the Harris County Sheriff's Office Department, Harris County Jail, and this baby ended up dead. 96 pounds, 19 years old, and was killed by another inmate that was about two times this baby's size. I don't understand. I really, truly don't understand. But here we go while I roll this clip for you guys. 
This is Fred Harris. 19 years old. 96 pounds. Dead. 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 I don't understand why. Why does being black with a mental illness get us killed? I'll never understand that. Where is the training to be able to handle someone with a mental illness or special needs? Where is the training? What I don't understand is why would you put this baby, 19 years old, 96 pounds, that special needs in general population in the county jail? Isn't it a, a, a place in the jail where, where people that have special needs are allowed to be? I, I really just, I don't understand. But hold for the video and then we're going to come back and we're going to speak on this. World with special needs is brain dead after court documents say he was beaten and stabbed to death inside a Harris County jail cell. An investigation is underway tonight as his family begins to demand answers from the Harris County Sheriff's Office. KPRC 2 Sion Rhodes is live for us with the details. Sion, what is his family saying? Well, Lauren, they say they just don't understand how this could happen after they asked the sheriff's office to protect their son. Fred was a super uh, loving kid. He wanted to fit in more than anything. The day Fred Harris was arrested, Dallas Garcia came to the Harris County Sheriff's Office concerned for her son's safety. I told him, I said, this is not a place for him. He doesn't, he'll never understand. The 19-year-old had severe intellectual disabilities with an IQ of 62. He weighed just 98 pounds. And I didn't leave until I got some answers. And when I left, they said that my son would be okay and that they would handle this. So then... We're here now, a couple of days later, and this wasn't handled. Harris was booked into the jail October 11th, charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon for an incident at a group home. He showed a knife to someone that he was uh, scared of. Last Friday night, Harris was found unresponsive and severely injured in a cell after what the sheriff's office described as a fight with another inmate. He was declared brain dead on Sunday. When a 240-pound person just jumps on you and you're 98 pounds, it ain't a fight. It, it just, it's just an attack and an assault. 25-year-old Michael Ownby now charged with aggravated assault causing bodily injury. Fred could have put it, been put into isolation or, or into some cell with a nonviolent individual, but instead he was put with a 240-pound individual proven to be extremely violent and who had manufactured a knife in the jail. We will get justice for Fred. Harris's mother telling us that the sheriff, Sheriff Ed Gonzalez, called her just today saying that he was sorry and that changes needed to be made. They say this is part of an ongoing chronic understaffing. There's even a federal lawsuit that was recently filed by jail staff complaining of lack of staffing, a lack of funding, and serious safety concerns here between the inmates here and with the guards. The Texas Rangers investigating this case. Live downtown, Sion Rhodes, KPRC 2 News. Let me let me let me just collectively get myself together because this since you know the since this happened the charges were upgraded um to murder. So the the fellow inmate has been charged with murder in the death of Fred Harris. So I want to talk about this for a moment. Because this this was all the way wrong because 
This baby was 19 years old, 19, with the IQ of 62, I believe is what they said. 98 pounds, I'm sorry, let me correct myself. He was 98 pounds and was put in a cell with a person that was 240 pounds. Make it make sense to me. And this baby is now dead. I, I, I just wanted, I just want somebody to make it make sense to me. 19 years old, 98 pounds was put in it that his special needs was put in a cell with somebody 240 pounds. Who does that? And this man beat and stabbed this baby. What threat did this baby pose to you for you to warrant and beat and stab him? What did he do to you? You know what? Let me calm down. Because see, this, this could be my son. This could be your son, your, your brother, your nephew, a cousin. This could be a family member. You get what I'm saying? And I really just don't understand why we get killed for being black with a mental illness. Because I've seen this all far too often. We could go back to... Patrick Warren Sr., who was a pastor in Colleen, Texas, whose family called because he was having a mental illness. He was having a mental health crisis, and this man ended up with four bullets to his chest. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. When you shop at Kroger, you can double your savings. Because every time you shop, you'll earn fuel points that will help you save more at the pump. So you'll enjoy lower than low prices at Kroger. Plus fuel points on all your favorite items, which makes doubling your savings easy. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See store for details. And right now, you can save when you shop your faves. Just buy six or more participating sale items and save 50 cents each with your card. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Where was the training? I really just don't understand. It's almost like it's a crime to be black with a mental illness because you're going to end up dead. You can't call for help because they're going to kill them. And I'm over it. You see white people, and y'all know I'm finna run down the rabbit hole. You see white people that get these calls because they're having a mental health crisis, and they leave alive. They pull guns on police officers. They do all types of crazy shit to police officers, but they're still alive. But this baby, 98 pounds, 19 years old, was put in a cell with a person that was 240 pounds. Up triple this baby's weight. What kind of threat did this baby pose to you? That's what I want to talk about. What, what did you fear? Let me show y'all this baby one more time. Y'all look at this baby. Look at it. Just as cute as he wants to be. Who can he hurt? Could he really hurt a 240-pound man? 
I want to talk about it. Drop it in the comments. Let's talk about this because I really just, I don't understand. You get what I'm saying? This baby here, let me run this back, 19 years old with an IQ of 62, weighed 98 pounds and was beaten and stabbed. I thought, and, and, and somebody, please y'all let me know. Because I thought, you know, when, when a person that is special needs goes to jail, they're put in a special cell, you know, by themselves or with, or with um, another mental, other mental health patients. That's my understanding. So somebody, somebody correct me. Y'all let me know. But I just keep looking at this baby, y'all. I'm sorry. I got to put this, I got to post this picture back up here. But I look at this baby, this innocent child, 19 years old, and this baby's life is over. And I don't understand why. I really don't understand why this baby's life is over. 98 pounds at 19, beaten and stabbed by a 240-pound man. It's almost like we damned if we do, we damned if we don't. You can't drive while black. You can't do nothing while you're black. You can't have a mental illness and be black because they're going to kill you either way. It doesn't matter. Let me calm down, y'all. Y'all know how passionate I am about this. I just don't understand why this baby's life is over. My heart aches for this baby's mom, for his family, for his friends. That's who my heart aches for. 19 years old, just like my heart aches for this 10-year-old little girl that hung herself, who was bullied. Your mental illness is real. Suicide is real. It's so high in the black community, and we don't talk about it, and I don't understand why. Why can't we remove the stigma around mental health? It doesn't mean you're crazy. Why is there the lack of resources for us when it comes to mental health? You get what I'm saying? Oh, I don't understand why there's no resources for us, why there's no help for us. Why do we run away from this? But let me tell you why we don't. I got to take my glasses off. Let me tell you why we don't talk about these things. You want to know why? Because people can't wait to gossip and and. Tell your business. You get what I'm saying? My heart just aches. You drive, you black, you die. You go to the store to get some candy and Skittles and you die. You play with a toy gun, you die. You sell CDs in front of a, a service station, you die. This baby didn't deserve to die. He really, honestly, this baby did not deserve to die. I just, I look at this baby. 19. And murdered. We have a family that's grieving. What are we going to do?
How can we stop this? I wish people understood and, and, and realized that black mental health does, it matters. Call me. If you're going through anything, we can laugh together. We can cry together. Whatever it is you need to do, I would rather you call me than for me to see a RIP. I don't care. Mental health is real, y'all. The suicide rate is so high in the black community. We don't even talk about it. We shy away from these conversations, almost like we're ashamed. We got to start being there for people. We got to stop gossiping about people because you don't know what their mental state is. Start helping somebody. You get what I'm saying? Be there for somebody. It only takes 30 seconds. You know, to send somebody a text and ask them how they how are they feeling today. That's all it takes. You can save a life. I understand life gets busy. But I would rather for you to call or text me at 3 o'clock in the morning than for me to wake up to a RIP post on Facebook or any type of social media site. That's what I would rather see. We have to start being there for people. We have to get out of that mind, that mind frame and that mindset that going to see a therapist means you're crazy. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It definitely does not mean that you're crazy. Some of us just need a little help to get through. Some of us just need a little extra push to get through the door. Some of us have difficulties trying to get to the light. And you need that, that one person that pushes you to the light. That's why I push mental health and I, I advocate for it. This is why I do this. Fred Harris. 19 years old. Killed. A young man with special needs that was allowed to be put in a cell with a man that was two, triple his size and this baby was beaten and stabbed. We got a mother that's grieving. A mother that wants justice for her son. You failed Fred Harris's family. Harris County. I'm going to call y'all out. Y'all failed this baby's family. You failed him. Y'all need to own that. Justice needs to be served for this baby. So sad. My prayers go out to the Harris family. I'm just tired of seeing this. Far too many people losing their lives. And we sit back and do nothing. So let me pull some of the comments. And then we're going to jump into the next person. And then, of course, I want to talk about some current events also that are going on in the world. 
Monica, I love you too, baby. Let's get it. GA says, I'm so proud of you, sis, to speak about the issues you have gone through and you displaying your platform to help others is so inspiring. Love you so much. I love you too, babe. You know, I want to be a voice for somebody that's afraid to speak. You have some people that are going through it that are afraid to talk because they don't want to be judged. Walk in your truth, baby, because you know what? When you walk in your truth, they can't hold the past against you because you don't live there anymore. Tell them you no longer reside in Sycamore Lane, okay? Nah. Mama Coco says it doesn't make sense at all because there's a special housing youth for special needs or mental illness inside the jails. And that's exactly what I was saying, Mama Coco, is what I don't understand, the mother explained that this baby has special needs. So I'm, I, I want to know why did they drop the ball and put this 19-year-old baby in a cell with a person that's triple his size and this, ninth, and this baby ended up dead. You failed. Harris County Sheriff's Office, you failed. And I'm going to call you out. Y'all know I don't mind running down the rabbit hole, but you failed this baby. You failed his family. And you have failed the other countless victims that we haven't heard about. So Harris County, y'all need to get justice for this baby. I think it needs to be more than murder charges for the, the man that murdered him. Because he came in with a knife. I think it should be premeditated. That's just me. Y'all know how I am. So Miss Sierra says... I don't know what the laws are for this specific state, but there is a law that is supposed to protect inmates with disabilities. So depending on the state, that's a real argument. So it was here in Houston. It was here in Houston, Texas. And, and you know, from my understanding, you know, they have a, a special place in the jail facilities that houses um, people with mental illness or special needs. So again, I just don't understand why this baby was not put in that particular cell or that particular unit and put into Gen Pop. I just don't understand. Regardless of what his charges were, this baby had an IQ of 62. And all this baby wanted to do was fit in and to belong. And his life is over. All because someone dropped the ball. Someone failed John Harris. I'm sorry, Fred Harris and the family of Fred Harris. You lied to the mother and told the mother you would take care of him. And this is the things that the mother, this is how you take care of him. This baby is dead now. I don't understand. Somebody make it make sense to me. Mr. John said it don't sit well with me at all. Wow, absolutely, Mr. John. It don't sit right. It don't sit well with me. Because, again, I don't understand. This baby here, 19, 98 pounds. That's all I can see. Man say you can't even call for help because they might get killed. And that's the truth. You know, man, like I said, I, I, I've done several episodes. Anybody that knows me, that, that follows me will tell you I'm the biggest advocate for mental health. And I've done episodes where I've talked about people being killed with mental illnesses. 
you know, if you go uh, Patrick Warren Sr., like I say, he was a pastor in uh, Colleen, Texas, who was having a mental health crisis. And family called the police. Police officer came. Apparently, this police officer had no training. And Mr. Warren ended up with four bullets to the chest, unarmed. Yes. There was another young man, I believe, in, in Baltimore. I cannot recall this young man's name, who suffered from bipolar disorder, had a history. He had gotten into an argument with the mom and the dad. The sister called the police, and she notified and told the police he's got a mental illness. They came out, and within maybe 20 seconds of the police officers being on the scene, this baby had two bullets to his chest. So is it shoot first and then ask questions later? Is this the model that police are living by now? Because from my understanding, I thought when there was a mental health crisis, they would send someone out that is trained to de-escalate a situation. Because when you're dealing with someone that is, is going through a mental health crisis, you don't come out aggressive because you're only going to escalate the situation and make the situation worse. It's almost like you're antagonizing the person. And I feel like that's what happened in Mr. Patrick Warren Sr.'s situation. I feel like them putting Fred Harris in Gen Pop, you really antagonize this baby. And you're right, man, he didn't deserve that. And Mama Coco say it's called special housing unit. That's right. I knew it was some. I knew it was a like a, a unit in the jails where they um, house um, people that come in that have mental illness or or special needs. I was under that impression. Mr. John say at all, and baby, Mr. John put the mad face. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. So Miss Sierra says, according to what I'm reading, some prisons do not have to provide accommodations um, for disabled prisoners. This is from ACLU, meaning prisons have room to discriminate populations. I'm utterly speechless right now because I really I, I don't even know what to say. Because I think that's sad for you to put someone in, in a unit. that really is not comprehending or understanding what's going on. I think that's so sad. I really just don't understand that. I really don't understand that. Mama Coco says, don't cry, baby girl. That's why it's important for you to use your voice to speak about this. Now, what you could do is tag or reach out to the district attorney and question this. When we fight, we win. I definitely need to do that because justice needs to be served for this baby's family. I really don't understand. So Miss Sierra says the ACLU is the American Civil Liberties Union. Fight for minorities and social justice in a variety of civil communities. Their journal states prisoners don't have to be accommodated according to research. Mama Coco, I need to know what we need to do to change that because there needs to be some type of accommodation. That's like, okay, and 
Let's go back to Khalif Browder. Oh, that beautiful spirit, that baby that was locked up for three years for allegedly still in a backpack. And out of the three years, I want to say 80% he spent in solitary confinement and the baby went crazy and he ended up killing himself. Khalif Browder. Can we do anything and be black and not be killed? You can't even sit in your house and, and play video games with your nephew without being killed. We can't do anything. Maine says, I'm super reluctant with therapy because I don't want a record of the deepest parts of my mind in someone else's hands. It seems silly, but I feel like someone else will one day access their notes. Maine, I'm going to say this. It's almost like when you buy a car, it's how you select your therapist. If you need that unbiased person to help you through, you do what's fitting for you. I don't want you to be reluctant. I would rather for you to get the help you need versus me seeing a RIP post. If at any moment you need to talk and you don't feel comfortable with anybody, hit me up and we can talk. I'm open ears. Send me a message and say, hey, Miss Ashley, I, I just need the vent and I'll be there for you, you know. So I don't want you to ever to be reluctant. And that's, you know, one of the things when I say we have to remove the stigma around mental health. Because people assume that you're crazy when you say you want to go see a therapist. You're not crazy. Not by any means. And don't let anyone tell you differently. Anyone feels that you are, to hell with those people. They're crazy. Now, and tell them Ashley said that. So Miss Sierra says, under Texas laws, if the family feels the prisoner wasn't being taken care of in the right population, then this can become a federal issue but they would have to file a federal claim. If I'm not mistaken, Miss Sierra, I believe um, I should have posted the update on it, but I believe, I, I know for a fact the inmate, the charges were upgraded to murder once the, this baby passed away. I know the charges were upgraded to murder. Um, But as far as have they filed a federal claim, I'm not sure. I will look into that, um, and then I'll let you know. So I'll give you the follow-up on that. Um, so Mama Coco says, I remember that case as well. We need to start with legislate, legislation and get mental placement implement into policy for those who suffer from mental illness. You know, Mama Coco, and that's one of the things that I really despise is that they, they took the funding for mental health in the black community. You know what I'm saying? They really decrease the funding. Um, they don't give us a lot of resources when it comes to mental health. And then the first thing that they want to do is they want to put people on medication. Can you first assess the person and then determine if they need medication? It, it's because I remember when I first got into therapy, 
that was one of the things that they wanted to do. They immediately wanted to put me on medication. And I said, absolutely not. I want to be able to function. And I wanted to find ways to work through my, you know, my difficulties. You know, I wanted ways to deal with my depression. I wanted healthy ways to deal with my anxiety. What do I do instead of going and popping a pill? That's what I wanted to do. And I'm not against medication, so I don't want anybody to say, oh, she's, no, I'm not. I just knew for me, I didn't want to be on medication. I wanted ways to handle my depression. I wanted ways to handle my anxiety without having to reach for a pill bottle. Give me healthy ways. What can I do? Can I, can I, you know, write, go walk? I chose to do my podcast. This is my therapy. This is what helps me through those dark days. It's y'all that help me. So again, I push and I stress when it comes to mental health and mental illness. Because we really just, we don't take care of us, ourselves. We really don't, and it's time. Again, I say that to say, you don't owe, if you decide that you want to take a step back, you don't owe anybody an explanation for taking care of you. It's okay to be selfish with you. Now, be selfish with yourself, baby. Put yourself first to help with everybody else. And I said that. Who cares how they feel? Oh, I just got to post. I got to put that back up there and let y'all know. Black mental health does matter, baby. It does, it does, it does. But back to the conversation at hand. Being black with a mental illness will get you killed. By the inmates, by the police, even by yourself. What can we do, y'all? What can we do as a people to remove the stigma when it comes to mental illness and black people? Drop in the comments and y'all let me know. So I want to move on to my next person. Johnny McGee. 36-year-old black man from Homer, Homer, Louisiana. Killed. By the police. Suffering a mental health crisis. This baby was bipolar slash schizophrenic. And was killed by the police in Homer, Louisiana. This is Mr. McGee. 36 years old, was suffering a mental health crisis and was murdered and was killed. Morning, noon, and bite. It's buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Choose from a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, and hash browns. For lunch, enjoy a McDouble, McChicken, six-piece chicken McNuggets, and more. Buy one, get one for a dollar. You can get two of the same item or mix and match them. 
Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. That's Mr. McGee. Y'all already know I come with all my receipts. Hold tight for the video because I want to discuss this. Meanwhile, Louisiana state troopers are investigating a shooting involving HOMA police officers and a mentally ill man. According to the LSP, an officer shot the man after a brief scuffle. The man's mother told Paul Murphy her son was having a breakdown and that she pleaded with police not to kill him. Police were called to investigate a disturbance on downtown court in Homa. I called 911 and I said, my son is schizophrenia bipolar. He have a mental disorder. I said, when they come out here, I said, send some policemen with experience in that area for they won't kill my child. I Lorraine said, McGee says late Monday afternoon, her 36-year-old son, Johnny McGee, was having a mental breakdown when two HOMA police officers arrived in the parking lot in front of her trailer home. She admits her son could get aggressive when having one of his episodes. When he in his flash, when he flash out, he's like that. Especially if you go up on him, he's going to start fighting you. Yes, yes, he's going to start fighting you to protect himself. According to the state police, McGee scuffled with police and one of the HOMA officers discharged his weapon. Neighbor LaShonda King witnessed the shooting. So he did come running out the trailer, running like this at them. All you heard was pow, 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 four times. Lorraine McGee says her son was not armed. I say, why y'all shooting it? I say, he disabled. I say, he mentally, he don't know what he's doing. He hit voices. I say, don't kill him. Please don't kill him. Please don't kill him. Homa police invited the McGee family to view the responding officer's body-worn camera video of the shooting. His sister tells me what they all want to know is what prompted police to shoot a mentally ill, unarmed man, and did they have any other option other than to kill him? Louisiana State Police are investigating the shooting. They didn't have to kill him. They could have tased it. Oh, no, what am I going to do? In Homa, Paul Murphy, Eyewitness News. And late this afternoon, the state police revealed that Johnny McGee charged at an officer while holding a screwdriver. Police say the officer gave commands to stop, but McGee raised his arm with the screwdriver in it and moved toward one of the officers. And according to the LSP, uh, that is when the officer discharged his service weapon. Okay, let, let, let's take, let, let me decompress this. Let me just decompress. Let, let, let me just, let me collectively get my thoughts together. I, 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 I just, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say.
Again, is it shoot first and ask questions later? Why couldn't they tase him? That's one of the things that I, I just, I don't understand is, is that all you what? Let, let me see this. What's the purpose of having a taser if you're not going to use it? He allegedly charged at them with a screwdriver. Why was the first thing to do was to shoot? Why not tease? Again, when these calls come in, are they sending people out that know how to handle people that are going through mental health crisis or are they just sending out police officers? I don't understand. Make it make sense to me. Make it make sense as to why they're no longer utilizing the tasers. They're shooting first. Are you even attempting to grab your taser? Or are you just going out there with the intent that you're going to kill somebody? Again, being black with a mental illness will get you killed. You're sending out these officers that are not trained to handle people of that capacity. And then it's like when they come, they come very aggressive. I could only imagine the mother screaming and telling him, no, no, no. And you shoot this baby four times. Let, let, me, let me calm down a little bit. Because this has really done something to my spirit now. It's big. I just don't understand. I remember Crystal Raglan. Some of y'all may not remember her name, but Crystal Raglan was in the military and came home and she was suffering from bipolar disorder and um, PTSD. She had a mental health crisis and this young lady ended up dead. Crystal Raglan. She was mentally ill. Police came and killed her. I don't understand. Like Maine says, why not tease? Why not? I just want somebody to make it make sense to me. Explain to me, what's the purpose of carrying the taser with you if you're not going to utilize it? If the first thing you're going to do is you're going to shoot. Why didn't you tase him? Was he armed? Was he unarmed? Which one was it? Did he have a screwdriver? Did he not have a screwdriver? But to me, whether he had a screwdriver or not, you still could have tased him. I've seen white people that have these mental health, these mental, these mental health crisis and they have guns and all types of stuff and spitting on a police officer and they leave unscathed. 
I don't get it. Why are they not sending people that, again, let me say this and let me ask this question again. Why are they not sending people that are properly trained to handle people that have mental illnesses? Instead of sending out these police who walk around with chips on their fucking shoulders, excuse my language, and they antagonize the person, it's almost like you're, you're, you're provoking them so you can have a reason to pull your gun on them. That's almost like what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like to me. Because everybody knows, you know, when people pull, you know, when the police pull up, they, they hop out aggressive. You're already walking into a heated situation. You're already walking into a situation where a, a person is having a mental health crisis who does not comprehend and understand what's going on. So when you come out and you jump aggressive, their only mode is to get back into defense mode. So guess what? You're inciting them. You get what I'm saying? You're antagonizing them. That's almost like dangling a piece of steak in front of a lion. You're antagonizing them. Why are you not? You're supposed to come and defuse the situation, not come and escalate it. It's almost like pouring kerosene on a fire. That's already burning. I don't understand. Make it, make it, make, just make it make sense to me. Make it make sense to me. Why are all these, these, these black men and black women that suffer from mental illness who are going through these crises and when the police officers come out, they end up dead. Not taken to a facility. They don't get taken to Burger King after you done shot and killed nine people in a church. You don't get to go to Burger King and get to order you a double Whopper with cheese, no onions. You end up with a, in a bag. And I don't understand that. You can't have a mental illness and be black. Because you're going to end up dead. I just don't understand. Make this all make sense to me. Make it make sense to me as to why Johnny McGee's life is over. 36 years old. I don't understand. Just like I don't understand why Fred Harris's life is over at 19 years of age. Who has special needs. I don't understand. Maine says he's been antagonized for a reaction on multiple occasions. Absolutely. Mr. John says, right, Ashley, shaking my head. You know. It is. Main say the people tried to give him depression medication when he clearly had abdominal issues. He said the side effects of a lot of depression medication is suicidal thoughts. He said, make it make sense. I'm right there with you. It's almost like the medication makes it worse. Main says something as simple as grabbing my arm and refusing to let go. Even though I'm posing no threat, you're trying to get a reaction. I really get anxious in those moments. You know, you go into defense mode. That's like 
Trayvon Martin. When Trayvon Martin was walking home from the store and you got this toy wannabe cop, George Zimmerman, following behind him, he went into defense mode. Who the hell is this following me? Why are you following me? Who are you? You get what I'm saying? So I say that to say when they went out to Mr. McGee's house, I'm pretty sure the police came very aggressive. A lot of them don't even like to do their job. And his baby ended up dead. Shot four times. So Miss Sierra says it sounds as if he would have been better if EMS came out to restrain him. She's saying low income communities, we don't rely on ambulances for these purposes. I don't think she considered the help of a hospital. You know, Sierra, when a lot of times they don't send the EMS, sometimes they do. Um, sometimes they'll send the police and the EMS. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm right there with you. Why? wasn't the EMS notified to come and help to restrain him because they're trained um, to be able to handle situations of this nature, you know, to be able to handle a person that's going through a mental health crisis. Um, they are trained for this. So I'm, I'm right there with you. So Miss Sierra says we have to start relying on black nurses, black doctors and black psychologists to do their jobs more. We have to stop leaving them out of the conversation. You hit the nail on the head with that. Oh, my God. You just hit the nail on the head with that. Main say, good point, Sierra. And Mr. John gave you the prayer hands, baby. The high five. He was like, yes. Because that's true. But, you know, in, in when you're dealing with someone that may, have, may or may not have any good insurance, it's kind of hard to go see some of those doctors. You know, if you don't go to a doctor and have good, good, good insurance, you're going to get mediocre care. And that's another conversation we're going to have um, is to talk about the disparities in the black community and healthcare is absolutely one of them. So we are going to have that conversation. We're definitely going to have that conversation. So Mr. John said, I had a gun pointed at me numerous times. He said, yes, I'm disabled. Yes. I take medication. Yes. I get scared when a gun is pointed at me. I fear my life will be removed slash taken from me and bad anxiety. Oh, John. My prayers to you, baby. I thank God that you're still here with us to talk and share your story. He say, which I now have under control. Absolutely. So again, my, my question goes back to the topic. Being black with a mental illness will get you killed. I see it far too often. I remember the young man, I want to say, was it in Florida, uh, who suffered a mental health crisis and laid out in the middle of the street and they killed him. So you can't even have a mental illness and be black or you're going to be killed. 
We've got to start taking this serious, y'all. We absolutely have to start taking this seriously. Mental illness is real, y'all. We have to recondition our minds and know that it's okay to seek help when you need it. It's imperative that we get the resources. It's imperative that we put in the work. It's imperative that we start checking on one another more often. Since the pandemic, mental illness in the black community has absolutely been at an all-time high. The suicide rate has jumped tremendously in the black community. And we don't talk about mental illness enough. We don't push to get things done, to get the resources, to get the funding, to get the help that we need. I sit and I, and I look at the many of people that have lost their lives due to mental illness at the hands of the police. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Can we start by first knowing that mental illness doesn't mean you're crazy? Can we, can we remove that stigma? Because I hear that a lot, you know, that people say, oh, she's crazy. She's crazy. No. He or she just needs that extra push. He or she is just in a dark place and they just need help getting out of that hole. You're not crazy. Stop letting people tell you that you are. John, this comment was for you. Maine says, I hope you live a long, prosperous life. I pray you maintain your control with all my heart because they have dark agendas, my brother. None of these things are accidents. Talk about it. Talk about it. Maine, we appreciate that. I, I thank you for sending that to John because that probably changed his day. But I want y'all to keep dropping in the comments. Mentally, how are you feeling today? If you're in a dark place, just know you're going to get out of that hole. One day at a time. One day at a time. I normally, and I normally have my clips up, you know, with the phone numbers. I just was slacking. Hey, Yoshi. Hey, sissy. I love you. Good to see you, mama. But being black with a mental illness, I don't think you're crazy at all. I just think God made you different. He made you imperfectly perfect. I will say that. God made each and every last one of us imperfectly perfect. 
being black with a mental illness. Can we do that without being killed? Can we get some people that are trained to come and de-escalate situations instead of inciting things? I believe a lot of these deaths could absolutely be prevented if you send the right people out. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe you can call the non-emergency line when someone's having a mental health crisis. I believe you can call the non-emergency line and someone will come out. But I think they should send someone out that's trained to again handle people of that capacity. Someone that suffers from mental illness. Oh, I love you too, baby. Maine, Mr. John says, I appreciate your comment. He says, thank you. He says, I suffer from illnesses slash seizure, seizures. He said, I work around the clock um, every eight to 12 hours. He said, he suffers from asthma, you name it. And Mr. John says, I've been in and out of the hospital numerous times and still forever grateful for the number of chances I've been given. Amen. Amen. So I want to jump off into something else really quickly before I jump in, before I go into the final thoughts. So let me remove this banner out of the way. This is what I want to talk about. I want to shed the light. Ahmad Arbery. The trial is going on right now for Ahmad Arbery. I'm sorry for the murder of Ahmad Arbery. And I want to say I pray that this family gets justice. So let's give Ahmaud Arbery and the family a moment of silence and let's pray that justice will be served for this young man. I just wanted to recognize Ahmaud Arbery. That's what I wanted to do. John, my sister says, God bless you. And she says she's been following this trial. I've had to stay away from it because it's affecting my mental. You know, I've, I've, I've had to say, yes, me. This is the case where it's only one black juror. Yes. What is it, seven men, five women, and only one is black? Yes, this is the case. But I haven't been watching the trial simply because of my mental state. And I just, I can't handle right now. But I pray for justice. I pray that these three men are convicted and sentenced to the max. So I pray for the family of Ahmad Arbery and may his soul continue to rest in peace. I just wanted to recognize him as we get ready to bring 
tonight's episode to a close. And I love your back, Sierra. I absolutely adore you, baby. And I'm so happy to finally reconnect with you again on Clubhouse. Girl, it's been forever. So I want to go back into tonight's topic. Yes, crazy, I know. I told mama, you need to get away. I don't want my mentality to change towards innocent people. Right. Absolutely right. Hugs and love to you too, mama Coco. But I want to go back to tonight's conversation before I roll into my final thoughts. So we have Johnny McGee, 36 years old, from Homa, Louisiana, killed by the police. He was suffering a mental health crisis. Shot four times. Why? Why was the taser not used? That's what I want to know. I want to know why. Now hiring bookworms like Courtney, a crew member at the Batesville McDonald's. McDonald's is great to college students because they actually offer tuition assistance. They've basically paid for what student loans couldn't cover. We're hiring people like Courtney who are passionate about what they do. Our benefits include tuition assistance, flexible hours, paid time off, free employee meals, and more. At McDonald's, the crew is the special sauce. Join us. Apply now at McDonald'sHiresOhio.com. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't understand. The mother begged and pleaded with police officers not to shoot. And they shot him four times. Why not tease him? I think instead of defunding the police, they need to be retrained. Don't defund the police department. They need to be retrained. We need more healthcare providers that understand and are able to deal with people that suffer from mental illness. That's what the focus needs to be on. Going back to Sierra's comment, I'm gonna, let me go back to it. Oh, thank you, John. Or tell Ari I say hey and tell her send me my kitty girl. Send my kitty baby to me. Tell her stop playing and send my kitty baby to me. 
So going back to Sierra's comment, let me let me get back up to her comment. Sierra says we have to start relying on black nurses, black doctors, and black psychologists to do their jobs more. We have to stop leaving them out of the conversation. I couldn't agree with that comment more. We need more black nurses. We need more black doctors. We need more black therapists, more black psych, um, psychologists. We need more of that. We absolutely do. Again, what I don't understand is, is it shoot first and ask questions later now? Is that what we're doing? So in other words, you're saying if I'm having a mental health crisis, not to call anybody, right? Not to call anybody, right? I'm just supposed to toughen it out. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Then I go back to this beautiful baby. I look at this beautiful, handsome young man, 19 years old, 98 pounds, special needs, killed, 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 killed. For what? Why? I want to know why he was even put in a cell in General Pop. I'm talking about this baby right here. Fred Harris. I don't understand why this baby's life is over. That's what I don't understand. Why is this baby's life over? Why? Y'all make it make sense to me. Make it make sense to me. So what are we going to do? I just have to take a deep breath, y'all. I, I have to. I just look at this, this, this as a whole. I'm so lost, y'all. I'm, I'm just, my heart aches for these families. Because that could be my baby. That could be one of your loved ones. When is enough going to be enough? I don't get it. Tell her, don't do my kitty girl that. Tell her I saw her. I know she don't like the camera. But when is enough going to be enough? Let me, let me, let me just, 
being black with mental illness will get you killed. Again, we don't need to defund the police department. They need to be retrained. We need more people that, again, that know how to handle people that suffer from mental illness. We need more people that could come out and de-escalate situations and not antagonize the person, not provoke the person, but to calm them down. Not kill them, but calm them down. If you're not going to use your taser, why carry it? I just, I need someone to make it make sense for me. That's, that's what I want to know. Oh, John, you're more than welcome, baby. You're more than welcome. Absolutely, you're more than welcome. She say, yo, she say, I think they all need to be more training, period. Right. Because if you pull up some videos and you look at police officers that go out to these calls where they're dealing with a person that's going through a mental health crisis, the police come aggressive. It's, it's, they don't come. What's the word I'm looking for, y'all? They don't come. I'm trying to find a word. I'm really trying to find a word. They don't come ready to de-escalate. That's not the word I was trying to say, but they don't come ready to de-escalate. The police come, it's almost like they didn't want the call. It's almost like, oh, why did I get this call? And then they show up. If I'm explaining to you and I'm, I'm, and I'm trying to express to you the situation, hey, you're dealing with someone that, that is going through a mental health crisis. Why is the first thing you want to grab is your gun? That's what I want to know. I don't understand. Maine says understaffing has minimal to do with this outcome. He was in the wrong, he was in the wrong place. John says, right. He says, I'll be brutally honest here. There are good cops out there, however, severely outnumbered by the bad ones. Absolutely. But you know, man, I say that to, I say this. If you don't say anything, you're just as bad as the ones that actually come and do it. Like Yoshi say, they already come to kill. They do. Again, they don't come. They, it's almost like I, I wish I could have found the videos of the young man that was killed. I want to say it was in Baltimore. They already were aware that this, this, this young man suffered from bipolar. And I don't even think they were on a scene 20 seconds. And this baby was dead. Was dead. Main say, think of the original reason police forces were created. Capture slaves. You cannot retrain the KKK. Yeah. You're right about that, baby. You, you, 
You're right about that, sugar plum. And you should say a lot of politics are involved. You know it. And you're right, man. The ones, you know, yeah, I know it's good cops and bad cops, just like it's good, you know, good people, bad people. But if you stand by and you don't say anything, you're just as bad as the ones that are, as the bad ones. So you can't call yourself good if you're not doing anything good. You get what I'm saying? It's like the police officer in Louisiana that spoke out about police brutality and then he killed himself. Yeah. And you're right, Yoshi. A lot of them are involved with KKK. You ain't told not one lie right there. Not one lie right there. Yes, ma'am. And they will go for the families. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, being black with a mental illness will get you killed. That was tonight's conversation. Let's go ahead and roll into the final thoughts. And then I'm going to open up, you know, open up and then we can have a conversation. You have 19-year-old Fred Harris who was killed here in Houston. Was beaten and stabbed to death by an inmate that was triple his size. You have Johnny McGee, 36 years old, out of Homa, Louisiana, who was suffering a mental health crisis and was shot four times by the police, killed. The list goes on and on of people Black men, black women, black boys, black girls that go through mental illness and are killed by the police. So what do we do? We know the problem. Now we need the solutions. Can this be fixed? Can this be changed? Can we curtail this from happening to another person of color if so how do we do this can we start utilizing our platforms to bring these types of stories to the forefront can we start showing up to these town hall meetings to speak on the things that we want to see change what can we do to prevent another family from having to endure watching their mentally ill loved one be killed by the police. Can we do anything and still be black? Can we drive while black? Can we run inside a family dollar? And be black. Can we sit in our homes and eat ice cream 
without the fear of being killed. What can we do? What changes can we make? Why does this even keep happening? What's the purpose of you even having a taser if you're not going to utilize it? That's what I don't understand. Is it for show? Is it like a little charm, like a, on a charm bracelet? Far too many black men and black women, black boys and black girls that suffer from mental illness are dying at the hands of the police. Again, we don't need to defund the police department. They need to be retrained. We need more healthcare providers that have the capacity and the ability to handle someone that's going through a mental health crisis. So Maine, he says, not sure if any of us asked how you were doing mentally tonight, Miss Ashley, sending you love and light, my sister. I haven't been on Clubhouse in months, ended up in a room that led me here. So let me tell y'all how I'm doing mentally. I will say mentally I'm in a better headspace than what I was in last month. Um, it's a process. Um, I am still grieving the loss of my father. I am still grieving the loss of my niece. Um, but I've allowed myself the grace to grieve. Um, am I ready for 2021 to be over with? Yeah. 2021 has been one hell of a year, but I will say this. I've learned a lot. I lost a lot, but I gained a lot. If you ask me how I was feeling... Last week, I would probably say I was okay. I'm better today. And I just baby steps. Just one day at a time. Where I'm at mentally. Um, like I say, I'm still grieving. You know, my birthday is coming. Um, this will be my first birthday without my dad. Uh this will be my first Thanksgiving without my father. This will be my first Christmas. His birthday is next month. So um, I'm trying to just keep my head above the water. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, just trying to make it through the day. I'll say that. I just try to make today better than yesterday. Um uh, I'm learning now to 
take in what's conducive to my energy and cut off what's not conducive to my energy. So I'm learning the balance. Um, I'm working through how to channel my frustrations when I've had a bad day um, in a positive way and not lash out at people, you know. Um, I, I thank God for the, the beautiful man that he has sent to me who really just kind of puts things into perspective for me without chastising me, if that makes sense. So mentally, I'm today, May, mentally, I'm good today. Mentally, I'm good today. Uh, who knows tomorrow? I, I don't know. You know, like I say, I just one day at a time. Just just one day at a time. Uh, and I'm doing it all sober. So no alcohol, no cigarettes, no nothing. I'm doing all of this sober. So uh, keep praying for me. You know, um, I pray tomorrow is better than today. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a brief moment, but I'm good now. You know, like I said, um, my honey just, he, he knows what to say to kind of bring me back down to where I need to be. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I'm good today. Today I'm good. I'm good today. I promise it. It really feels good to be back in front of the camera. Um, I'm going full speed ahead. So I'm diving back into what I love to do. And that is my, my show. Uh, and you know, I, I couldn't do it without y'all. I appreciate the continuous love, the, um, continuous support that you guys always show me. So this is why I do what I do. Um, I'm learning to walk in my purpose. Let me say that. Um, and my purpose is, is to be, um, a help to somebody else, um, to be the voice for somebody else, to be the strength for somebody else, but still be able to, um, have the people around me to continue to pour into me. So I'm in a great space today. So it's not going to say it's not going to change, but that's just where I am right now in this particular moment. So I thank you so much for asking that, Maine. I do appreciate you, baby. So Mr. John says, thoughts and prayers to Ashley, her loved ones, and to everyone else who may be going through something. Thank you, Maine. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. And Maine says, brace yourself. You're still in the race, queen. You got great angels added to your army. And I received that. I no longer accept I receive. So, you know, God says you never accept anything you receive. So I receive that. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So sweet. I really appreciate it. So, yes. So, as y'all know, Black Girl Interrupted, y'all know I am live every Tuesday, every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You already know. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Come holler at your girl. Come check me out on Clubhouse. I am going to start back opening and hosting rooms on Clubhouse two nights a week. I'm going to do it on um, Fridays and Saturdays. Um, pretty much everything we talk about over here, I'm going to carry it over to Clubhouse. Um, but I'm really looking forward to uh, 
being back in front of the camera, interacting and, and opening these these beautiful spaces um, for us to come in and talk and and unpack. You know, we have a lot of trauma um, that we need to learn how to, you know, we have to release and let go. Um, so I hope to see you guys in December as well. Um, tomorrow night I am going live. I am going to speak on, um, the things that plague the black community and I will be talking about healthcare. So, um, y'all be ready for that 8 PM central time, 9 PM Eastern time, same place on YouTube, Facebook, anywhere, catch me. Um, but again, we're definitely going to continue to have these conversations that are uncomfortable for people. Um, Next week, I will only go live Tuesday because, of course, y'all know next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Um, I probably will jump on for a little while just to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and um, give love and prayers. Um, and then, of course, y'all, my birthday is coming November the 28th. So I am going to my birthday is on a Sunday. So I'll probably um, pop on and probably do like a, you know, little something, something. For my birthday, since, you know, we are still in this pandemic and I'm not going anywhere for my birthday. Um, so probably celebrate, do a little summer clubhouse, just have some fun, play some music and just really enjoy life. Um, but yeah, but y'all catch me on clubhouse under, what is my name on clubhouse y'all? It is, I'm going to tell you my name on clubhouse. It is at Girl Interrupted. That is my name on Clubhouse. So come follow me. Um, you can find Black. I do. Uh, Black Girl Interrupted is on Clubhouse. So join the club. Um, so when we have these rooms, oh my gosh! So we can have beautiful, wonderful conversations. Uh, and I just appreciate everybody. Hold up, we got two more comments that rolled in. Um. Ta -ta -ta -ta. Let me go back. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wrong comment. Hold up. I had to scroll all the way down. Yes. You better know it. I am your favorite 504 girl. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, me. Yes, yes, yes. I will be celebrating my 40 plus birthday. Um, but I probably just do something on Clubhouse, just open a room and we just like laugh, joke, um, play music, just whatever. You know, we're just going to have a great grand time. We're not going to talk about anything sad. We're just going to ball out on Clubhouse. So I'll keep everybody updated on that. But again, tomorrow night, I will be going live tomorrow night. Again, I will be talking about healthcare and the healthcare challenges in the black community. What can we do, y'all? What can we do to fix it? So I do want to say thank y'all so, so, so much for joining me tonight. I absolutely appreciate all the love and the support. Um, y'all won't head over to Clubhouse. I probably open up a space and we just have some fun. Just whatever the conversation is. I don't know. I'll just make up a topic and we'll just talk and have us a ball. But I love you guys. Um, I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their night. Um, if I don't see you tomorrow night, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Stay blessed. And like I say, whatever's bothering you, reach out to somebody. Okay. Don't hold it in. Cause I don't want to see another RIP. So I love you guys Mwah, and have a good night.
At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. Quando liberi il bambino che c'è in te e fai le gare con il carrello del supermercato, quando i tuoi figli copiano il tuo stile e non devi più allontanare il cellulare per leggere, allora con Filman hai scoperto il tuo potere. Mostra il tuo potere. Occhiali progressivi, Filman a partire da 95 euro. Scopri di più su filman.it. Occhiali, Filman.